Ramble. Eugene, I'd love if you'd introduce this one. No, uh, I think it should be Ned or Zach. Why don't you say, ladies and gentlemen, Ned Fulmer. All right. Okay. Hey everyone, it is the last tripod of the year, which means you have all of the guys back. You've got Keith. Hey! You've got Miles. Hey! Merry Christmas. And oh, returning... Oh, oh, it's actually Hanukkah, Miles. Happy Hanukkah! Thank you. And returning to the tripod, you have Ned. Welcome back, baby! <laughs> it's your boy, Ned. I missed each and every one of you. I have returned Ow. and I brought with me a child. Get your microphones adjusted, Zach, because oh, this geez. is the volume that's oh going to be coming at you. Does it need to be? All day. Oh, All day. What is happening? Wow. How is I've that got possible? Four weeks of energy, just bringing it right headphones. back. It's not that's, the energy that's oh so much as the the blowing out of the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> the decibel. That's as my girl Demi said. Sorry, not sorry. Very good. Very oh nice. my gosh! But also, I'm wearing noise canceling headphones, and I probably can't hear myself speak. I'll do it like I'll do it like a, a like a DJ, a cool, cool DJ. DJ. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, like, that's a nice wiki, look. Wiki wiki. Yeah. Wiki wiki. Ah. Anyways, I have a baby. Yay! Yay! And congratulations. Uh, and his his name you. Finley Miles Fulmer. No, 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 Miles. Okay. Because how could I steal the name of my firstborn? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Go off, man. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah, his name is Finn Fulmer Finley. Uh, Finley Hartho, actually, which is a family name. And uh, yeah, he's a little little nugget, a little little bundle. That's a Arth- badass name. That's yeah. pretty cool, right? Yeah. That's a fucking cool name. Why are you going by Finn? You could be Hartho. Hartho, Hartho yeah. the destroyer. <laughs> we like Finn, you know. Miles, can you give me echo on Hartho? Hartho! <laughs> yeah, I mean, just imagine, like, you know, one of Ariel's great-grandparents was actually named that. Wow, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. Miles, are you trying to um, become a basketball like announcer over there with yeah, the, with the I'd, reverb? I'd like to. I am playing with sort of a new toy I got. Keith in the first half, moving and jump shot. See? Wow. It's, it works for, it really works for basketball. So you just like press to, a button and you get reverb? Yeah, I can do can all sorts of stuff. you do it for stuff. my voice? Yeah, I can go, hey, my name's Ned. No, no, no. I mean, oh, like, oh. <laughs> What was that? Sorry, yeah, I you don't worry about it. That was too. better. I like that better. <laughs> Guys, don't forget we got Zach back on the pod as well. Zach. Oh yeah, I took a took a big bite of toast. That was poorly timed. <laughs> I'm feeling freaking good, guys. I got a little bit of almond butter toast because I figure let's freaking live a little. Got my two liquids, tea and sparkling water. Joe Biden's winning president for the 18th time. Vaccinations are rolling out. You know, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. There's still some darkness, but life's good, baby girls, baby boys. I got to mm-hmm. swallow this toast. Someone else talk. 2020. It's it's almost done. We had such a year. It's mm. great to have all of us back together again in the way that 2020 prefers it separately. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And this is exciting, guys. This is the grand finale, the season finale of the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll be back in the new year. But <laughs> so many plot lines to wrap up in this episode. I'm very yeah. excited to see, you know, will will Keith scorned lover return to spoil the plans? Uh, will Eugene finally defeat the dragon? Will uh, I don't have any more plot ideas. <laughs> well, if you keep watching till the end, if you're watching on YouTube, you might get to meet Finn for the first time because he'll oh. probably have to eat. And if I have to run away for a second, that's why it's daddy time. It's daddy time. <laughs> well, this is not only an exciting week because it's, you know, the last tripod. But it's also an exciting week because we have our documentary finally coming out. We have yeah. the world premiere yeah. tomorrow night. Tomorrow wow. night. So that is going to be. Uh, Friday night, Miles disappeared. There he is. Okay. okay. 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern, around the globe. Anyone internationally can tune in to watch it. And we're doing meet and greets in different time zones as well. 
That's pretty. We're waking up at 7 a.m. for you, Philippines. We got a big day. We got a big day <laughs> okay. tomorrow. So what? We've got the movie, and we should talk about that. But what is this this like premiere thing that we did? Because I think it's pretty neat. Oh yeah, super cool. Okay, so the movie is available. Uh, you know, later on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime Video, all that. You know, you're your standard like buying movies on your television. But yeah. we hosted a world premiere event where fans can virtually come hang out with us. We set up a red carpet in Keith's backyard. It's going to feel like Night at the Oscars that just happens to be in Keith's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we dressed up all fancy. And like fancy, like glitter masks and like dresses and shirts and the late. We have like these tuxedos. Actually, we wore what all of the key art is. Yeah, you've seen it, but now you get to see it in motion. And you, know, you get gonna to be see it all over the place. Red carpet arrivals where you can meet the stars of Second Try, including Miles. That's right. Even I Miles. Guest appearance. Uh, and at the end, we'll do a. Once in a lifetime live virtual performance of a secret song. It's very cool. And then we're going to be uh, hanging in the chat during the actual uh, documentary part. So uh, we're, we really want everybody to focus on the documentary, but maybe, you know, we'll be like answering some little questions as we go, having a good time. It should just be, you know, an event we can all look forward to. That's been something we haven't had a lot of this year is something to look forward to. And um, we're yeah. looking forward to it. It's going to be really fun. It's a big event for us. We're also really excited to hear what you think of the doc. Um, yeah. We've worked really hard on it, Zach especially. And um, it's, a, it's a really good piece of art. It, it's way better than my other documentary about me going on tour, being a professional singer, and uh, you know, be dating uh, Camila Cabello and um, our relationship, all the songs I wrote for my new album, Wonder. And uh, I think this documentary is better than my oh. Sean Mendez documentary. Ah, uh, you're talking about your alter ego because you and Sean Mendez look so similar. Yeah, right. And I, I actually have started being his um, his body double. Wow. So Keith, you're not a fan of your other documentary. No, I don't think it's very good. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the Sean Mendes talk, but it's kind of meandering and bad. Yeah. What does Becky think about it? As huh? as as Sean Mendes fan number one, we'll we'll talk about our movie. But I just yeah. I'm curious to know. Let's let's drag this. <laughs> oh, I just don't think it has any. It doesn't tell you. So here's the thing. He was in that um chasing uh fucking some kid kid viner a long time ago it was the one where he like he hosted the mag con cameron dallas cameron dallas so sean men is actually in that docuseries because he was at those meet and greet things uh and so i think because of that he has left all of that kind of stuff out of his documentary so it's a documentary about him and you don't learn anything about him he's basically him as a child and then it jumps way forward shows one performance of him is like breaking Uh. through and then he's just on tour. Like I, I want to know, I want to know about what he thought about being like a meet and greet Vine artist and what that was, if that was challenging or not, and how he struggled to be an artist through that, or if it was awesome. Like you get nothing there. He just is like, I'm on tour. It's hard to perform every night. My voice is getting shot. I have a new album coming out, and that's not a story. How is ours different? Ours is way fucking better because you got you got you got lots of stuff about us growing up, becoming who we are as people. You got a lot about all this, you know, what it takes to run this company. It is obviously follows us on tour and how we put that all together. But it also has really just great storylines about us as individuals, our passions, our fears, our aspirations. Uh, and also like, what, what are we trying to do next? You know, it's a really, um, cohesive doc. You see our families in it. You see us in it. Um, you even see miles in it. Yeah. I'm very excited to see the doc so I can see sort of my character arc and how that's portrayed (laughs) over the two hours. I assume it'll be meaty, sort of a meaty, um, you know, know, big mouth. Guys, I've seen the documentary about 800 times now uh but i don't know if miles actually makes an appearance you know actually i was kidding i did see it and i am in it very briefly (laughs) (laughs) i think there's a shot at the beginning where i'm walking with eugene at vidcon nice i like that pretty nice so keep your eyes peeled everybody (laughs) (laughs) oh and a shot of your old desk is also in there oh yeah i'm in that with izzy you know what i think is interesting about the movie you know i'm a little biased here uh because because we made it but uh I, i think in addition to all of 
everything that you said, Keith, it also shows the pains and, and the, the struggles of, of what we do in the places where we're not so good and, and the challenges that we've overcome, the challenges that we've gone through and in some ways continue to go through. Uh, Devlin, our editor, said to me, he's like, you know, this is kind of the movie that people would usually make 10 years later. <laughs> and so it's really cool that <laughs> yeah. you're giving this look while you're still going through it. And, and I, you know, maybe there's a small risk associated with it. I, I'm excited to see what people think. I'm so anxious to see what people think. I mean, oh, this yeah. movie has been, I'm not kidding, a, a year and a half in the making. It's been the majority of my quarantine life has been this movie and, and working through cuts and edits. And finally, soon, finally, people are going to get to watch it. I'm, uh, whew. I'm 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 anxious, excited. I'm ex- excited. I mean, in the trailer, you see how Zach and I got into a big fight, and all, and we all like it's like tensions were hot. Like we yeah. were this this some of this documentary footage is as intimate as I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I actually the cool thing is I know you guys really really well, right? Right. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for years and years, but yeah, uh, yeah, I learned things about each of you in yeah. the documentary just because that's how intimate the storytelling was. Yeah. I was surprised with, uh, I feel like because you're in so much content, the four of you, it really like you, it seems like you put a lot out there and you do, but you're also selective with what you choose to show. And I feel like the documentary was really interesting because it was someone else's perspective. I mean, also yours, but like an editor and a director, their perspective on what was fascinating and intriguing and intimate about your lives. So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that really, I feel like you get person to person, but a lot of people don't know necessarily. The hardest part of the documentary for sure, it was, you know, helping guide it and, and helping, you know, us as producers to, to, make the best version of the story possible, but then also to take ourselves out of it and just step back sometimes and trust the creatives that were working on this with us um, to, to, to tell us what the stories they wanted to see and play out. And there were definitely times, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say probably at least one scene or one plot for every single guy where at some point in the process of the documentary, we're like, so I feel like we could maybe just take that out though, right? Like, I, I think the story's scene. stronger without it. Yeah. <laughs> just a just little snip, like, snip. I don't really look so good here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not yeah. sure who the villain is. Maybe you're the villain. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most surprising part about the process for you, Eugene? Um, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do the doc. I didn't want it to highlight the parts that it ended up highlighting. And I think in the end, it is actually a very therapeutic experience to watch it back. So hopefully audience members who identify as queer or have recently lost someone can feel what I feel when I watch it, but I've only been able to watch it once all the way through because it's quite painful for me. But um, uh, I think it is important to see um, at this point in where we stand as a group, like where we have come from, because a lot of that has been, I think, generally kept under wraps. And I think as even though we are, Digital, maybe this is why Sean Mendes didn't want to explore that part of his side. Like, <laughs> yeah. you certainly have a lot that you don't share with everyone because it's either sacred or because, you know, it, it shows things that are the, the, it shows the seams and something that yeah. a lot of people think that you're just shiny examples of, of positivity or you're trying to trailblaze for X community or you're just like constantly having to sell that you're best friends with no problems. And I think that is a huge weight for anyone to carry, even if you're not on digital or if you're not an entertainer. So this doc does a really great job of, you know, tearing those seams just apart enough to examine how they were stitched together in the first place. So I think that's sort of a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing to, I think, see as a testament to how uh, we've been able to commit to what we do and also where the four of us are at individually as, as, as people and as friends and as creative. So yeah, I highly recommend everyone watch the doc, uh, even though I probably will not watch it very often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty intense experience yeah. uh, going through it and then kind of watching it back can also be pretty intense for us. Cause there was a lot of uh, deep emotions that I mean, we were, we were going through a lot of stuff and especially mm-hmm. you, Eugene, I mean, there's, you know, 
it's a, it was a very intense period in uh, all of our lives. Yeah, every time I rewatch it, um, you know, there's some parts that are hard to watch, but also like it, it sort of re-inspires me um, to keep, you know, making new things. And uh, I'm just so, I, I guess, enamored with our audience because they're they're all so genuinely sweet, and everybody is like so caring. And it's clear that our content has made a big impact on their lives. And this tour, we got to meet them, which made a big impact on our lives. And I get to the end of the uh, the doc every time, I'm like, man, we gotta make some more cool stuff for these people. They're, they're, I, we're so lucky to have um, an audience that is receptive to what we make, and I it makes me want to challenge us to make even yeah. better stuff to to a get more more of those people, uh, so I can meet more of them, but also just to keep them around and keep giving them what they need and enjoy. It's very emotional. It almost always makes me cry because mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like moved i'm sorry i gotta say my wi-fi skipped for a second and keith said i need i want to make more content so i can meet more of those people i heard so that i can eat more of those people (laughs) and i just imagined keith being like the walrus in uh, alice in wonderland where he performs these great big shows and gets a big audience so that he can eat them all Ooh, keith eats the crowd is probably eats every fan in toronto (laughs) keith eats every fan in michigan there's something fascinating with what you said eugene about Okay, so you say in the movie about how what a YouTuber is, is someone that isn't necessarily creating art in a traditional sense. They are sharing themselves. You say it a lot more eloquently than me. I don't know if you remember it. (laughs) But in, in many senses, and the movie shows us struggling with this throughout our lives, like we have created a, a, a separation, a layer where we are playing versions of ourselves that we are then presenting to the audience. And so in many ways, this documentary is kind of the most open we've ever been in a classic uh, digital sense, right? We are just sharing our raw selves very unfiltered in a way that uh, has been uncomfortable to us throughout the whole time. So we've come full circle. <laughs> we made a movie about <laughs> how we are, we don't want to do that and how we struggle with that, and the movie just gives it all. Wait, you think it's actually the most YouTuber-y thing that we've done? <laughs> I'm kind of realizing <laughs> it now. I mean, it's high art. It's, it's high art, but... Uh, if authenticity is important in digital media, it's actually the most authentic thing we've yeah. done. <laughs> it's basically the best YouTube video we've ever made. No, it's a really good movie. It's, uh, oh, my, that's oh, The that's team funny. just crushed it. It's so, like... I, people will be surprised at how beautiful Lee made this movie is, and I, I'm I'm stoked. I, again, I'm very nervous. I'm so yeah. nervous for you to watch it, but I'm very excited. Well, the best way to watch it is to come to our world premiere. You can get tickets now at tryguys.com slash movie. And if you think to yourself, oh, I'd, uh, I'd love to, but I have plans Friday night. Well, first of all, lucky you. Wow. <laughs> lucky you. What part of the world <laughs> okay. are you in? Not America. Okay, plans. Wow. Whoa. I've had plans for months. Years. Anyways, the the, uh, the world premiere uh, stream and the file is available for three months, so you can watch it. Uh, you can get tickets and watch it Saturday or watch it whenever. You can rewatch it. And the great thing about uh, people that buy tickets to the world premiere is you know that you are supporting uh, us and supporting our company, supporting everything that it took to make this movie directly. You know, there's no... Uh, you know, there's no Amazon uh, taking taking a cut or taking whatever. Taking a cut. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, a lot of people use all of those platforms, so we're happy to be there. But that's, you know, if, if you want to support the show, that is the best way to do it. Tryguys.com slash movie. And even further, you know what uh, just sort of occurred to me that's extra cool is the same people that make our YouTube content made this documentary, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I think showcases our team's abilities really well because a weekly YouTube releases and a full-length documentary, very different things, and our team is uh, uh, well-equipped to make so many different types of media for us. I'm always impressed when I see edits come in um, when I even like the pre-production stuff that our team does, I think our team is uh, incredible, and this is a testament. Can to we talk about our team's do. ability real quick? Let's just go off for a Woo! fucking second because Woo! right now we're releasing without a recipe. You guys know that. I cannot fucking believe how good that show is. And like, yeah, I know that we made it, but also like, you know, I didn't. I, I'm not the one with my hand on it. Like, YB edited the first two episodes, right? She 
fucking crushed that shit and mm-hmm. i just can it is it makes me so mad Ooh, it makes me so mad that our team has not gotten an editing nomination for any <laughs> award because they are so miles beyond not you miles Dang. miles beyond anyone <laughs> out there doing it like fucking go off our team i love those motherfuckers they're great mm-hmm. they're the best mm-hmm. speaking of without a recipe zach Ooh, yeah. Little boy Zach. Guy, yeah, I was, Zach. I was praising everyone else just to get attention back onto myself. Go off, Eugene. <laughs> just uh, let's remind the audience that the special episode of the Ice Cream Cones was not an official result. Therefore, no, no. We Zach almost didn't of, even make it into a video. Yeah, out of... Which I, I would have been pissed. <laughs> four, five, six, about seven to eight episodes now, Zach finally got his first place in brownies. Spoiler alert, but I think you've probably seen it. Congratulations, Zach. Thank you, thank you. Guys, it was so Go fun. Uh, I, I've been... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been trying wow, to be less on uh, <laughs> social media. Uh, you know, I've been really reducing my time the last couple of weeks. A little, a little uh, brain colonic. It's been nice, but everyone's messages were so oh sweet God. on oh social God. media. Shit, my brain is no colonic. Other word. My no, no, no. <laughs> You gotta get the t- you gotta get the shit out of there. You gotta just diarrhea out your ears. You gotta let it ooze out. Oh, a colonic, Zach. Uh, everyone was so sweet. That's the point of this. Uh, I came back from my colonic with, with healthy bowels and everyone, no guys, like people were like crying literally yesterday. People were like sending me pictures of them tearing up cause they were so proud of me. And that uh, kind of means like, that's like, wow, I don't know what to do with that information, but you mm. guys are so sweet. And I love all of you. Corn Diddy Nation. We're never losing an episode ever again. I'm only <laughs> making, uh, uh, high quality Michelin rated meals from here on out, uh, that you have my word. I certainly will never make porn poison ever again and wow. not in the next two episodes <laughs> i feel like everything's topsy-turvy everything's topsy-turvy you know my journey has been like it let's just try and be creative like it doesn't matter if it's strictly like good per se but i'm always going for creativity points which i feel like a lot of times you know some you know maybe like eugene is always very creative also always very good so there's that but <laughs> You know, I feel like we're all kind of like trying out different different uh, storylines and plot. I mean, your Neapolitan yes. brownie, the, two of those layers were the best cake I've ever had in my two life. Of, two of them were very well. Thank you for the subtle dig. At <laughs> cake. Uh, appreciate that. You know, uh, I mean, like Zach is really uh, going out of his comfort zone, making something actually edible. Gotta get you Zing, back if yeah. you're gonna get me. Okay, yeah. wait. Two more episodes I, of the Out of Recipe. We also have some great classic Try Guys content. Also, I'm sure you saw the totally bizarre topic masculinity video that came out earlier this week. That was which so funny. It was so funny. Such a blast. So it and and that is another thing. Like we get to make, you know, really bizarre like <laughs> let's throw a curveball. Let's see. Let's see. Let's make something different. And um it was really fun to watch you guys uh, enjoy uh that that silly topic masculinity show. And hopefully we'll video. do some more. It's wild. Zach and Ned, if you guys, uh, you guys both took sort of like breaks recently, just, uh, you know, clear your mind is colonic. Yes. Zach said, <laughs> what do you call it? A, a, a mind dump. Oh, a, a brain colonic. I see. So, uh, how, what do you brain learn colonic. from stepping brain away colonic. from, you know, work, social media, where you guys uh, feel anything, especially at the end of this year, any, any, like yeah, Ned, lessons. how was your break? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how you must be break? so relaxed. Uh, a little different for me, Eugene. Uh, <laughs> off social media, not for lack of trying, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I this is it's been a crazy year, and I feel like sometimes the only way to get through it is to just uh, shut the world out and focus on the people that you love and just hope that everything's going to be okay if you don't leave your house, which, uh, you know, pretty good odds, but <laughs> oh, it's, it's scary. I mean, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because on the one hand, now it's not just me. It's, I have a, a very fragile newborn who's, you know, he's, He's chunking up good. He's he's a good eater and putting on pounds, which is a good nice. thing. Nice uh, for newborns. Uh, uh, but it's 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 like it's scary because he's still he's still a little baby. He's he doesn't even have his two month shots yet. Uh, mm-hmm. So 
That's that's stressful, and we've been trying to be very restrictive with our COVID protocols. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we have no reason to leave the house. In fact, <laughs> really have to be home most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I learned that uh, love conquers all. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been having like wow. lots of cool adventures with Wes. Like you that's and Wes true, are actually. like are like a buddy cop right now. We kind of are. <laughs> that's that's been a an unexpected benefit. Is who's the loose cannon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> Rain it in, Ned. We gotta eat this ice cream. <laughs> yeah, because now taking care of two babies, often Ariel will take care of Finn, and I'll take care of Wes. And the best way to help Ariel out is to do something with Wes outside the house. So we've been going get to him the, the fuck out of the there. Zoo, the, I mean, yeah, we don't swear, you know, but yeah, <laughs> it's very yeah, helpful like to, that. To not to be like taking care of a baby and not having to worry about a toddler. Uh, mm. He's starting doing this thing where he uh, where he he says he's he's making pasta, which really just means he takes the play doh and he cuts it into little tiny pieces and then smushes it into the rug. Oh, <laughs> oh Wes! <laughs> but we've gone to the zoo, the beach. We've gone uh, to get bubble tea. Uh, we go for walks and scooter rides. It's really, really quite fun and a special time that I'll remember as, you know, Daddy Wesley time. Yeah, mm. it's been cute to see on the Instagram the brownies, the the cooking adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, whatever you did to to screw around with your air conditioner the other day, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it's okay. <laughs> And Zach, how's your baby? Yeah, I I had a long planned uh, time off from from the group, and I I planned it to line up with Ned's paternity leave because I'm like, well, we're not going to be filming as much there. Thanksgiving, I can already, you know, I thought that I'd be leaving in a time when there would be the least work. I don't know that that's actually true. Uh, so thank you, Eugene and Keith, for doing a lot of work for me the last two two plus weeks. It's been very nice. Uh, I, I open my email and go, oh, wow, those boys are working hard and I'm not. It's been a lot. Uh, yeah, it certainly was a big influx of work this month. That not, I mean, it you... We shouldn't have been that much extra work, but there was, which is great. New work means new, you know, opportunities. And it's good yeah. for the business, but it's, it's like it's a really a lot of stuff came in after Thanksgiving, surprisingly. But it's something that it's kind of inferred in the doc, I guess. But you know, we take turns. Uh, not uh, formally and officially, but working on uh, personal projects and other things, and also just taking a break. I think it's really necessary and healthy for us to to have a creative separation sometimes, so that I can come back and and miss you guys, and and you know, all vice versa for all you too. So for the last two plus weeks, uh, Maggie and I, the week before Thanksgiving, got an Airbnb. We're by the beach. Uh, you know, wake up early. I do beach yoga and then go swim in the ocean. It's very, I'm like, whoa, wow, who am I? Who is this guy? Um, But I've just been, just been writing and reading. That's really all I've been doing, working on something that uh, percentage chances mean uh, no one will ever see, but uh, hopefully someday you will. Well, who knows? That's like so the opposite of my life. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got like a nice tan over here, and, and I'm glad we did oh, it. You when know, I just we, uh, I rise with the sun and uh, <laughs> a bit of yoke if I me. I'm incredibly privileged for so many reasons. One to have like the access to be able to take a vacation from work, but also like I got it right in time before California shut down again, and obviously mm-hmm. things are getting bad. So I I consider myself very lucky that I was able. to to do it but uh even if you're just at at home like over these holidays maybe you just make yourself little oasises and, and care for your partner in ways that you mm-hmm. can and I, for me it was just like I, I find that um all of the news and social media and and doom scrolling that i ingest in the morning takes so much uh, emotional and creative energy that by the time even lunch rolls around like i'm done i'm spent i'm i'm giving myself to others so i just tried to use this time to to reframe my days and and you know bring bo- mornings are for me again and then i catch up on what's happening in the world it's just a little little toggle that allowed me to feel again the colonic went in the shit came out and i feel good i made a colonic <laughs> reference again if i froze. i think that's no we got that 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 part came through loud and clear <laughs> yeah, we lost a little at the beginning but the sound came back for the yeah. colonic and that's really it's what really a good point to like you know not read a ton of news in the morning that's that's for sure 
mm-hmm. uh, effects. My, I've kind of tried to stop doing that too. One thing I've been doing lately is I watched the Queen's Gambit, and now I've been playing a lot of chess. I bet with you know. it's one good. of my friends. It's great, and it's something you can do with one hand while you know a baby sleeps on your chest. Nice. Apparently, chessboard sales are through the roof after Queen's Gambit. For real? Yeah, wow! Like unprecedented amount of chessboards being purchased. I'll do a chess night. Let's do it. You guys want to live stream chess? No. You want to do that's a huge, chess? That's a huge category. It's yeah, chess I'm, now I'm in like like chess TikTok because I keep <laughs> engaging with chess TikTok because it's kind of hard to follow in 15 seconds, so I have to rewatch it a couple times. Yeah. Oh, I so I'm not in chess TikTok, but I have accidentally, purposely made all of my recommendations on all of my feeds, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all just about grilling large pieces of meat. Well, and I, I myself am not grilling large pieces of meat, but man, there's a lot of like meat porn out there. It's just beautiful prime ribs or like yeah, rotisserie chickens. And I've just been watching it. And now like I am almost exclusively getting that content, which is great, but also makes you really hungry and really makes you want to go out and buy an expensive piece of meat and spend a whole day cooking it, yeah. which I might mm. do this, this Christmas holiday time. Mm-hmm. It is crazy how engagement totally drastically adjusts your feed. Which reminds me, drop a thumbs up, drop a little <laughs> smash that <laughs> like a doodle button. Make sure you get these tripods every Thursday morning. Uh, so, and Eugene, Ned has sort of been busy being uh, a daddy of a baby, and you've sort of been busy being a daddy to us all. So, do you have any holiday plans coming up? Uh, any sort of, nope. I know you're kind of workaholic, you know, so <laughs> you're going to take a break? Zero, zero plans, zero mm. break. I will continue being inside. <laughs> Observing quarantine rules. Nice. Staring into the abyss. Probably mm-hmm. working a lot. But I think that opens up a good question about what you've learned from all of the, you know, trials and tribulations of 2020. What are your mm-hmm. takeaways? Uh, because certainly there's a lot of reflection that can happen when you don't go outside. Yeah. Um, what has, I don't know, what have, there have been good things. You know, I think 2020 was a really tough year for a lot of people. Um, mm. For the country, for the world, but I think it's good that I think things, good things have happened despite that, right? It, it's it's <laughs> I, it's it's hard to say like it hasn't all been bad because it's been pretty bad, but you know I, I think it's important to notice the little victories and still celebrate them. There um, are some good things. There's some good things. Hello. We haven't gotten to meet him yet. He looks like such a little worm. He looks like the worm from from Labyrinth who says... Or the glow worm, the toy. You know what I'm talking about? The guy that I look like. Oh, yeah. The little little worm from Labyrinth. Eugene, you know who I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah, he's like, don't go that way. That's not the way. That way goes right to the castle. But Ned's Ned's got a baby. Eugene and I both upgraded to houses, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, especially during a pandemic. Having the space of a, a house with a yard or at least some sort of back space has been. I mean, I didn't have it for most of the pandemic. It's only been the last couple months, maybe, and it's been a huge uh, change in my life, which has felt very freeing, and uh, it's been nice. And and Miles, of course, he's got a new microphone and a desk. He's been fucking crushing that desk. That's fucking right, dudes. <laughs> and I got a dog, which has been really... Oh, yeah, I got a cat! <laughs> hey, you got a cat? It's been taking up the most part of my time, is having a dog. Sounds like a lot of building of personal relationships, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Sure. A little self self improvement, or at least surroundings improvement, in some ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. time has moved so quickly, and it kind of feels so diffuse. And sometimes I think back, and I'm like, "What did I even do this year?" And then yeah. the answer is, "There's so much." I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. we made a movie. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. This this is like kind of our, our one of our biggest projects ever, and it's just. Just all of a sudden, oh, and here it is, of course. And Zach Yo, got you engaged. Heard, you got engaged. Got Zach, that's huge. That's true. I put a ring on my thing. Well, I didn't, but you know, I her, put a ring yeah. on her finger and right. I'll get one eventually. Guys, you've heard me talk about uh, Bullet Journal's little Bujo action. I cannot tell you enough. 
get get a little notebook for this time in your life because it helps the days like it helps to keep track of what you want to do in even just a week and it's okay if you don't get to them that's fine but having this notebook yeah i've been able to look through the last couple weeks the last year and it's it's there it's a nice tether to remind you like oh right i did this thing and even in this sea of of bleh things happen and it's it's nice to to mark down your little triumphs however small they may be like I made a dope pasta today, right? Like that, get, earn the, you know, celebrate those victories. Mm. Can I say something really sad? Yeah. Hit it, uh, Eugene. Yeah, sad I'm, alert. I've gotten better at this. I'm going to say something really sad, and then I need Miles to to laugh, and then like bring <laughs> us back to the, the inspo, the good aspirational shit. Yeah, let's do this. All right. So I learned, I learned that, you know, I lost someone very close to me this year during the pandemic and my little sister canceled her entire wedding because of the pandemic and won't be able to have it again or she's deciding not to. And my family's going through, I think, one of the worst times of our lives because of some things I can't talk about. And I never got the opportunity to actually be sad about it. You know, I think the pandemic, it really stole my process to understand that it's okay to feel bad about what's happening and also whether that be as small as you know it fucking sucks to be in your house for over half a year or if you lost someone during this time uh it always got twisted back to us like having to yell online and talk about it openly with someone it's just i think it's just one of the one of the things i learned is that you really need to also take the time to like not just feel good about yourself but to really let yourself feel bad because I don't yep. think many of us out there were given the opportunity to really separate the feeling of truly feeling sad versus just feeling just like bad about the world in general. So let those feelings be valid because um, I think especially as we go into 2021 and the unknown, those are going to be really powerful memories and emotional associations to draw lessons from and hopefully strength from because you need to grieve to be stronger um, so by ignoring that, I think, uh, has been one of the, the mishaps of my years trying to flood myself with work, uh, to distract myself. But I think, I think it's good for everyone to like, take time to just remember that, uh, if you feel bad or if you felt bad in 2020, that's totally okay too. You should be okay to feel bad about everything. I'm glad you said, I'm glad you said that. I think that's great and apt. I mean, we've been robbed of a national morning and we've been robbed of our personal mornings and it's important to not forget that i would say uh if i i've talked about this before but if you do have something that you know kind of like triggers grief i think or or like even crying it's it's good to to have something that can stem that and allow you to let go of some of it a very weird thing happened to me and uh ned and zach you were gone for this but i think you know that i had that stray cat i was able to find the owners of that cat and return their cat to them so exciting right after I gave the cat and I came back in the house. I just like, I just like almost sobbed and it wasn't like, because I wanted to keep the cat. It was a combination of, of them getting something good. And I, I felt good about something I had done, but I had also formed a relationship with that cat, even though it was like only like two weeks. But I think it was just that a lot of, uh, grief that was maybe underneath from a lot of things of this year had the opportunity to come out. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so overtaken with grief from this cat. Uh, but it was, it was clearly so much more than the cat. It was just, I, I hadn't given myself nothing had happened that had triggered that response for me. And then everything else that had been buried sort of all just like came out and it was very cathartic. I felt much better after it. Um, and I, I, I cried that I cried like, a few more times in the next like hour or two. Uh, it just, I don't know why I just needed to ex- expel some grief. I think go off Queens. Thanks. I, I, think, I think you have to, I think you have to feel good about being sad sometimes to have context for why it feels great to be happy. And I think, you know, Ned had a baby. Keith had a cat baby. Zach put a ring on it, baby. <laughs> Those are huge life moments that you understand the joy of that more because you uh, have come from places or have have a, a relativity to what it's like not to experience those things. So, yeah. and Miles, Miles is the everyone's favorite internet baby. That's very sweet of you to say. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it is hard. It's been hard to do this stuff during the pandemic. Uh, Eugene, I also lost a very close friend of mine during the pandemic. And I think it's like... Yeah. 
it's it was so hard because you don't get a chance to grieve and i think for me it's something that like uh, I, I don't know. I think people are really hard on themselves during this time for like, you know, I have a lot of friends who are actors or performers and they're live performers. And they're just like, I, I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm losing my career. And it's like, no, we're in the middle of like a historic pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's not your fault at all that like you aren't working right now. You just mm -hmm. have to like give it time. And I think that like, you really have to l try and look for things that um, you can be grateful for. Like right now, like, there's it's just so hard because the world is broken at the moment so i think it's just like everyone needs to give themselves a little break and totally look for things to cry personally it's been grazing the turb for me i've brought it back <laughs> and that has been deeply cathartic because that's just sad as fuck and so it's really wait really miles put the put the effect on for when you talk about grazing the turb Grey's anatomy in the turb definitely got me sad as fuck <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, I think they find those releases and, uh, and, and it helps for sure. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> That's such a funny. I got to get me a goofy soundboard. It's really fun. I want yeah. it. So coming up soon, we'll just have a the Cry Guys episode where all five of us forcibly find ways to cry on a podcast. Cry Guys. We could fun. do a try not to cry challenge, but it's the four of us trying to put people oh. in like I don't know it might get too dark knowing us uh, <laughs> try to cry challenge try to try cry. cry yeah we want you to cry yeah, yeah. let it out cry let it out first uh. person to cry wins ten thousand dollars <laughs> That's a great idea. That's really Do you guys think you could cry on command? I think I could. I it I takes know. me a few minutes but I can do it. I just have to think of some things, you know. <laughs> dig deep into the well, but they're there. Yeah. The oh, moments no. are there. I thought of another another positive thing from 2020 miles. You had that charity live stream that we were on playing Among Us and it yes. was very successful and I I you know, I thought it was very cool of you um uh to do that to organize it. Um, you know, it's, it's good. I think there's, I, all of us, I think have donated to various causes this year. There's been a lot of things that needed donations. Um, and there's always more things that need donations, you know? So, uh, especially around the holidays, it's important to think of those who are going through something harder and trying to help them out. And I think you did a really great job with that. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was so much fun. I, I like doing those. It always is very heartwarming. And people who, like, there's so many people that just kind of come together and donate. It's, like, very inspiring mm -hmm. to see. Everyone kind of unify for a cause. And we were on that that MatPat uh, St. Jude's live stream. They made, like, yeah. $3 million, something Whoa. absolutely crazy. Way to it go, was, Matt Pat. It was yeah. very cool. Shout out to to Matt Pat for putting that together. It was It was cool. I got to meet Markiplier. Uh, I think maybe I've met him before, but I haven't like actually talked with him for an extended period of time. We talked mm -hmm. for like three or four minutes, which was very cool. Uh, he's obviously uh, a behemoth in the space, and he's also very chill. And then the next day, he couldn't poop, and he was in the hospital for not pooping. He needed a colonic. But did you hear? He, he like had yeah. this thing where he like something happened. He couldn't poop for days. He was in the hospital, and he finally pooped. And there was a big. Uh, it was trending on <laughs> trending it was on trending Twitter. on Twitter. He, he pooped. Poop. Sometimes we all just need a little colonic. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's really Zach and Keith's dream. Y'all are constantly talking about your bowels. Well, it's important. Just you as you need to open up about grief, you need to open up about yeah. pooping. Y'all got to get it. on trending for your poop. You don't know. know what you got till it's gone, and when you can't poop, well, <sighs> life's not good. And let me uh -huh. tell you, as someone who's been through many periods in my life, unable to poop like a normal pooper. Mm. You know, you know that Keith changed my life. Seriously. Do you know this about me? No. We're going to talk happened? about poop again for just another second. Is yeah, that because I, I had very fucked up bowels and I feel like poop talk is stigmatized to the point that like we don't all know what's normal because you don't talk to your friends about pooping. And so if yeah. you're like me and if you got some shit going wrong, literally, you don't know it. You only know your life. And if your stomach has been fucked your entire life, that's all you know. So Keith one day uh, in the office at BuzzFeed, like that's how long it took me in my life to realize that my body was wrong. Just hearing him talk about the frequency <laughs> with which he poops, <laughs> the veracity and frequency, I, I was like, whoa, well, that's not my experience at all. And Keith, I think, is is uh, a little on the further end of the spectrum. He's like a rabbit, and I, I admire yeah. that. I, I, I'm jealous of it, you know, just pellets for days. Yeah. Um, but but mine, uh, you know, so thank you, Keith. You showed me hey, the errors know. in my pooping ways, and you changed my life. Thing is, everybody poops different. It's, it's, you know, it's regular to poop once a day. It's regular to poop 
three or four times a day. It's just sort of how your body works. Um, but you know, it's it's good to poop. Feels but it's good. Not regular. I, to I did not a food baby's. I shot a food baby's video, and I don't know when it's going to come out. And let me tell you, to not poop for a couple of days after that, it was really tough on the colon. <laughs> Top on the colon. Which, which one? Which one? Or unless it's not out. It was, no, it's not out which yet. Colon? It, it, we can tease it. It was a Korean corn dogs, and they're full of beef and full of mozzarella, like f- <laughs> and cheddar, and like their fried dough. And it was just like it was so much stuff that your body needs time with. That my body took some time. Yeah. What's what's what do people got to look forward to in the future of the Try Guys twenty twenty one and beyond? Oh yeah, what is coming around the corner? Well, actually, there's a little bit of uncertainty because we we have a lot of pre-shot videos, but then California's back in lockdown, so we'll have to do some content from home. Uh, but you'll get yeah. some normal videos. I think. Are we going officially to one a week? Yeah, January we're going to be down to one video a week. Um, that's just so that our team can, you know, spend the holidays relaxing, so we, everybody has a little bit of a break to take the foot off the gas a little bit. Try guys, my. Um, so that's a that's a change, but then we'll be back to two videos a week by February, and we'll sort of play it play it by ear as to what type of content you'll get. Luckily, we were able to do a lot of shooting in September and October when the the restrictions were down, the cases were down. It was safer. We always took lots of precautions, but we filmed lots of Try Guys content, some four versus ones you've seen the without a recipe series. We really jammed it all in there when it was safe so that we'd have some stuff but we will run out of that and we'll have some from home videos and we appreciate y'all supporting us during those times we're trying to keep them keep them cool come up with new concepts that are fun but it's tough you know it's much more fun to be in the same room with one another (laughs) and i think you guys like it more we like it more but these are goofy times so we're we're doing what we can to bring you the good laughs this is a fun one that we can announce here. Uh, we actually have two podcasts brand new coming out in the new year. One is a mystery podcast. What could it be? Ooh, uh, sound Ooh. off in the comments below. <laughs> Who even knows? Uh, but one is one that I'm hosting with my good friends Kelsey Dara and Garrick Bernard. Uh, we don't have the domains yet, so I won't tell you the title. But it is a <laughs> pop culture movie and TV show podcast where we are going to discuss mm-hmm. uh, with guests and just with each other our favorite movies and shows that we know are not good, but that doesn't mean they're not great. I'm super <laughs> amped for that one. That's going to come out uh, probably in February. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on the track, side, there are very cool things in development. We'll see what the world looks like uh, and how fast we can make them. But... You know, there, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. I'm, I'm pretty giddy about it. And our new studio finally oh. got approved by the city yeah. after oh. an entire year. So big. Of COVID delays. So it's officially under construction now. So yeah. sometime next year, we will move into our beautiful new 5,000 square foot production space where we can make whatever we want. Yeah, that's I certainly super exciting. I to get I am so truly excited about the new space. I could not be more jazzed about it. I was talking. I think it, you're the most excited. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> you're you're number look, one excited. Absolutely, yeah. it's gonna look absolutely lit. The podcast studio is gonna be a fucking lounge for God's <laughs> sakes. And uh, I'm like very excited. They're like laying cables in the wall because I was like, oh, we'll route the audio cables. And then I was like, no, dumb dumb, fucking put the cables in the wall. So that way we have ports everywhere mm-hmm. and everything just plugs into the fucking wall. It comes out of my desk. And yep. Now, um, Ned's wife is leading the construction, so you didn't call her a dum-dum. No, I would never. I would certainly never, obviously. I called me dum-dum for not thinking of it sooner. <laughs> Eugene, how many dogs are you going to get next year? How many dogs am I going to get? Yeah. That's, yeah. Just, that's my prediction for the next year. You're going to have 20 dogs. Oh, uh, you know... Um, the second was easier. The third feels like the cap off. I don't know if Ned can relate, but you know, once you, there's three running around, I feel like that's maybe the limit. I, I want a fourth, but I feel like uh, Matt's going to check out at that point. It's going to be very much like, a, <laughs> okay, if you want that one, that one's yours. So uh, yeah, it also is that the third one currently. Oh, did you hear him just yawn? So cute. yeah, yeah it's very cute. Uh, I got I got cuddle envy from Ned, so I grabbed my child. Kimbop's a bit of a a bit of a handful, so to speak. So uh, don't think I'm gonna get another dog soon, but maybe a cat. I really want a cat. I would I love to-, to see how a cat handles the energy of your dogs. One of Maggie has cat. got it in her mind that she is definitely getting a cat 
for me. Like she's like, it's my gift to you. We're getting a cat. And you know what it is? Is because Bowie, I, she might be mad. She doesn't listen to this part. She doesn't listen this deep into the podcast. No one tell her. This is our secret. I think part of it is because Bowie's so hyperactive and no one believes that she can do it, including the people on the Zoom. She's like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to get a cat and they're going to be best friends and everyone can fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but she literally, we were at dinner the other night, like eating dinner. I like, I made this meal and she sits down. She's like, I no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, what? No, you can't do that. You can't just start a sentence and say, I'm Classic. not going to tell you. And she's like, okay, I was on an adoption site. I found some, I found a cat. She's a really cute blind cat. But I'm like, Maggie, Maggie, we literally were like, we just, this was like day two of our Airbnb trip. Like, we're not getting a cat and bringing it to this Airbnb. No, 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 no. Also, but, I think that cat needs all of its senses to handle Bowie. I don't think this is the time to bring in a, a cat that maybe is down one, you know? It was, uh, you know what it was? It was a cat that, like, in the photos was hanging out with dogs. So she's like, aha, like, we're getting an old cat that is used to dogs. She can't but, see it, so she doesn't know it's not a cat. <laughs> that might be my future. Eugene and I are, might be getting cats this year. We'll see. We got to tip the balance the scales a little bit. Yeah. It's true what they say about the second one being easier uh ariel's labor you know the first time around it was 14 hours and i recreated it in a try guys video second time around from hospital parking lot to having a delivered baby was under 90 minutes not as good wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) so fast so we tell the whole story on baby steps podcast Mm -hmm. you can check that out uh and then we'll be back with baby steps on january 10th Mm mm-hmm the team's cranking. We're cranking. We're, we're checking on down the tracks. This train is just getting more and more cars. I don't think there's a caboose in sight. You were picturing a train. I, for whatever reason, I was picturing a ship, like an old, like the Titanic with people shoveling coal. And, you know, the Titanic was a, a mighty ship. It just kept cruising ahead. It was. Uh, it what? was for, a, 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 like, half its journey. It was. You know, the, I was reading about, like, the Titanic, there was a... There was a sister ship Titanic that also sank like the same way. Like I, that's not a good build. Yeah, they had lots of problems. I don't know if you've read. There's like it, it was like some people say it actually caught on fire, and that that all before it hit the iceberg, and that was also a part of why it had a problem. Yeah, so there was a lot of problems with the Titanic. Um, you should never claim that something you have is unkillable, unbeatable, unsinkable, unwettable because you're just just challenging. I think uh, we were all it. like 2020. Remember, you remember last New Year's? Everybody was like 2020. All our problems are going away. <laughs> Nothing could stop us. And then the universe is like, <laughs> and then the, obviously it stopped us. Yeah. Yeah, remember, I don't exactly recall what it was, but there was a lot of bad stuff that happened in 2019. And we all <laughs> were thinking like, oh, 2019, am I right? This year is the worst. Yeah. And there was a sense of optimism that 2020 would somehow be better because it couldn't have gotten worse than 2019. And now I'm like, what were we even complaining about? <laughs> Every year we're like, this next year, <laughs> that'll save us. Uh, I don't know. I hope I hope it gets better. I think, you know, obviously we're going to have a different president that's going to set a new precedent um, for how things are handled, which hopefully will, you know, the vaccines are getting created. They're getting pumped out. They think most people will be able to have them by the summer, maybe the fall. It seems like a long timeline, but honestly, that that seems optimistic to me. So I'm 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 on board. I was like, there was like an article that was like, it might take until summer. I'm like, fuck summer. That's awesome. That's so great. Quick. That's yeah, really fast. Fine. I'll take one. What's the first thing? What's the first thing you're gonna do when quarantine's lifted in who knows how long and everyone's safely vaccinated? What's the first thing you're gonna do? Probably froth. <laughs> We should do a frothing video, by the way. What is, um, what is that? What is it's that? It's frisbee golf. Uh, <laughs> frisbee golf. They call it frolf. Frolf. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, they gave the it a cool name. circles. Wait, yeah. the fact Who? that I knew what he meant, unfortunately, I suppose, means that it's a real thing. Y'all I, never I knew frolfed, it, and I, I hate frolfed. that I knew it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, you can but, throw a frisbee at a ball of chains, and it goes in. Who who plays this? <laughs> uh, I played it. Keith. <laughs> it's fun. 
There's one counselor at every camp who gets to be the froth instructor, yeah. and they are the chillest chill bros living their best life. Yeah, just, so high. Just tossing discs all day with some, like, the three kids that signed up for it, and they are... You know, think about them. They missed out on a hell of a summer. What will I do when it's all safe? I think I would love to to host my friends like all together and like have a party with all of us where we can all like have fun. We can dance. We can play games. We can sip on some drinks. You know, we can have a good time. I don't know. I just something very social without the inhibitions yeah. uh, that we've had. Like a big like Korean barbecue dinner. Oh, oh, oh one where you're like your dirty forks are all touching each other and you don't even care. And then you go to a karaoke room and you just pass the mic around. Everybody just coughing on the mic. And then and then we all like, is it was this my beer? Oh, is this yours? Oh, I drank half it. <laughs> Oops. And like, we just don't worry about it. <laughs> we just Honestly, the, I think the kind of uh worries are gonna take a little while to go away for me. Like you're saying like drinking out of someone else's drink, and I'm like, no. Yeah. I know. No way I'm going to do that. Uh, I know. But it's going to take a while. You know, get a couple drinks in you and you go to karaoke, but you know, a lot of things go out the window. Fuck. I'm, uh, okay, I'm going to say it, but don't quote me on it. I think I'm just going to go actively hug people. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a video. Whoa. Like, I think I'm going to go stand on a street corner and just <laughs> fucking envelop every stranger so close into my arms that we're like breathing on each other's necks. Yeah, maybe even make out a little bit. I just think I just need to like just touch so many people physically. Yeah, you know, I want. I'll, I'll even take a high five. Yeah, I'll, you want to? I want to meet somebody and shake their hand. Oh, oh that's good. like, hey, that's how's hot. it going? Nice to see oh. you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> how many times this year have you been like, hey, uh, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, can't shake. Ah, uh, forgot. I always forgot. Yeah. Elbow bump, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go finally see Tenet. It's well, by the time you're listening, it's out. I'm gonna, well, no, yeah, I'm waiting. Digital. I'm waiting till I can see it in a theater. That's I'm waiting. I'm gonna wait for Tenet. That's that's gonna be my little my little candy bar at the end of this. I'm gonna go see Tenet the yeah. way that Christopher Nolan demands I enjoy it mm. in a in a loud rumbling room. Yeah, I mean sports games for me. Like I know some like Florida or whatever has 25 percent capacity in the stands, but not California. Mm-hmm. I've been been sad. I can't go to football games. We got nothing out here. But, you know, we're, we're always looking up. We're always hoping things will get better. Things will get better. But maybe there's some way you could actively make your life better right now with some advice from our very own podcast gremlin, Miles, with advice that will go for Miles with Miles Bonsignore. I'm also going to go see Glizzo. It's advice that'll go for miles. Tune into your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the season finale of Advice That'll Go For Miles. Thanks so much for joining us on this journey. Uh, It's the end of the year, and we really loved having you. You can find your car outside. There's a valet, and everyone can go on and get them. But until then, this is Advice That'll Go For Miles. Hold other's fucking hands <laughs> because you're about to be wowed by this advice have you ever wanted a dead ass tree in your house <laughs> have you ever wanted santa santa baby i really want a tree in your house <laughs> Pine needles aplenty. On the floor, dead as a doornail. This year, Christmas is going to get green. (laughs) Water your Christmas tree or it'll be dead like mine. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a Christmas tree... And you bring it on down to your house and you leave it on the porch for several days, even though your girlfriend says you should probably water that, you're going to want to put it in some water, preferably one of those stands that has water. Otherwise, it'll be dead as a doornail, Buster. And I absolutely did kill the Christmas tree and I said it would be fine and it is not. And there's a lot of dead pine needles and I don't even know this thing's going to fucker's going to last till Christmas, but... Needless to say, I've offered to buy another tree for the house. I've been declined because I believe I should be living in my shame. 
Straight, but what you're going to want to do is get one of those stands that has water, which we had. So I should have fucking thought about that. But if you put it in, then put a little water in on like day one. Otherwise, the water is moot. I'm a fake tree boy myself. I've heard of that. It sounds yeah. good. Water and, your and you Hanukkah bush. You got to refill the water. You know, Miles, it like it soaks up that bad boy. I know. We've been refilling like nonstop, but this fucker will just not come back to life. We're, it's going to be flatlining. Maybe you don't days. believe in Santa hard enough. That's maybe it, though. So maybe if I <laughs> think about it real hard. Have you yeah, held I mean, hands and sung around it? Well, yeah. And we tried to sing sort of. We've been singing carols. We have lots of lights in that room. Uh, our dog is a Christmas ass looking dog. Miles, yeah. tell me, where did you get that hat? And did you read the fine print? Because you might <laughs> be Santa now. And if you are denying that awesome responsibility, well, <laughs> You're going to ruin Christmas for not just yourself, but for millions of kitties and kiddos all around the globe. Fuck. Yeah, the hat was on sort of a guy who fell off my house. <laughs> I, okay, I just rewatched Santa Claus. Um, and last awesome. night, you know, last night I was falling asleep. You know how you have those crazy, stupid ideas when you're falling asleep? My idea was like, we need to revamp the Santa Claus, but it should just be called, oh, no, I guess I'm Santa. And it, it's about a guy who has just come to terms with the fact that he's Santa now. And but it's like uh, it's I in my mind it would be played by the guy who does the show. I think you should leave on Netflix just Isn't so that, that the he actual can, plot of it. Well, yes, it is. But I want a more sassy wow. character um, to to be that. I and also like it's all also about him like loving his son and forming a bond. Nah, we cut that out. It's just a guy being like, "Okay, I guess I'm Santa now." And, <laughs> but he sucks at being Santa, but he wants to be Santa. So it's the opposite of Santa Claus, right? He doesn't want to be Santa, but he's actually pretty good at it. This is this guy sucks at being Santa, but he has to be. Right. They've done bad Santa with Billy Bob, but he's there's no magic in that. They've done the Santa Claus where there's lots of magic, but for kids, they haven't done the hard R. The guy is actually Santa. Yeah. But oh, fuck, but I'm Santa. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I'm Santa. I have a pitch. I have a pitch. Uh-huh. You can easily take just an ex- a continuation of the Santa Claus universe, right? Because it just chooses whoever Santa Claus dies in front of, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, whoever puts yeah. on the coat. And puts on the coat. So that should be with, like, Octavia Spencer, Right? So not a white man, something totally different. And then there's a whole cultural aspect that you can play with because I don't think that code is going to discriminate, you know? Mm. And I would definitely watch that movie. I got another one. I got another one. If if the coat holds this awesome power, well, then certainly people are going to be after that coat. I yeah. want the most dangerous game, but the prize is Santa. And yeah, yeah, Octavia Spencer's in that with a fucking hunting <laughs> rifle. He's yeah, going right. after it. You got you got Chris Hemsworth. He's the longbow guy. He he yeah. only hunts classically, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need ooh 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 ooh. Who is who's the girl no, who plays Emily means, Dickinson? Who uh, was in True Grit? Oh, you're talking about she's going to be in. She's a good um, singer too. Oh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, we need a young Haley Steinfeld in there, and she's like, oh, she's so sweet. She'll never hurt somebody, but she got the fucking whip. Yeah, Zendaya is like an elite hacker that's sort of hacking into the the archives of who's naughty and nice. Oh, but the twist Jacob is... Jacob Tremblay is going after that coat. <laughs> the twist is, is that um, they're all different uh, magical creatures who have been tired of Santa's reign. So, oh. so you find out that Chris Hemsworth is actually king of the elves. Oh, so I now uh, I'm remembering and even you more. You got of my Seth Rogen as the Tooth Fairy, the Tooth with Fairy. Bazooka. Yeah, they're pissed. They're pissed. Yes, I remember I even this. more of my crazy nighttime ideas, and it ended the the grand jump that I made would be that it would be called Santa versus God. And Santa <laughs> decides that he should be God because he only rules with the idea of of rewarding good rather than punishing bad, which is God is does does both. Um, I mean, coal kind of sucks, but it's the, you don't have to keep the coal, right? You can at least use it in your fire. But this would be he needs to get enough people to believe in him that he has as much power as possible to fight God. That's good. So, Keith, the twist is at the end of this first Santa Claus movie, you reveal that one of those people going after Santa Zendaya is actually Jesus. Oh! 
the the missionary for God. So the sequel is set up where God is going to come after Santa. Huge. And it's called the War, yeah. the War on Christmas. The War on Christmas. Can I get a hell yeah for Yaha Abdul Mateen, Doctor Manhattan from from Watchmen? He's our fucking Easter bunny. Let's do hell this. Yeah. He's gonna hop hell all yeah. over these motherfuckers. Wow, this is pretty good. I think we this could is, write this down. That's right. <laughs> wow, wow, that was a great movie idea. That's the best way to wrap up twenty twenty. Yeah. All right, if you're listening, don't steal it. That's ours. Just back ours. off, motherfucker. If Go you're see in our- Hollywood. Hollywood, get out of here. You're not, go, this is ours. Back go off. Go see our current movie so that we can raise enough money to make the next films, which we promise will be all war holiday film <laughs> classics. <laughs> and it's going to be great. We're going to start a new thing. Every year, instead of getting me, Eugene to sit in my lap, we're going to make another more horrific, uh, semi-sacrilegious Christmas film uh, where there's bloodshed and a king. <laughs> Love that. And the tripod will return on January 7th. Ooh, what a beautiful day. Oh, no, Miles, that's not how you announce things. One more Sorry. time. With- the tripod will be returning on January 7th. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see you all tomorrow at our world premiere of Behind the Try. Get your tickets now at tryguys.com slash movie. Don't forget to like, subscribe, get the merch, do all the shit, see the movie, join us there, and there's so many movies, we got DVDs, we got vinyls, we got a lot of cool stuff actually, a lot of cool bonuses, we hope that you join us for, and and let us know what you think of the movie, tweet at us, Mm -hmm. I I really am so eager to hear your thoughts, until next year, Keith, hit us with the official tripod theme song. Oh, Becky's outside. Come on in, Becky. She's got a plate of breakfast for me. She was so kind to wait until we finished to bring the breakfast for me. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we're having. A big cup of juice. Ooh, yum, yum, yum. And we got some butter toast and some eggs and some kale. What a wonderful tripod. Have a good rest of your year. Is the tripod. Until next time, stay beautiful. Oh, 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 oh.